everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. I cannot believe we are at episode 52, although the year anniversary of when we re-kicked all of this off actually started our, excuse me, was two weeks ago. Today is episode 52, so hello, hello. Hey. Hey, Mr. Cash, how's it going over there? What's up? It's going, you know, man, I'm living the dream, you know, doing rock You're star stuff. You're living the dream? <laughs> rock star stuff? Is that yep. what you said? What I said. Oh yeah. All right. I hear you. Did you take the attachment style quiz? Because you asked me for it. And I never I got it. it. What do you mean you never got oh, it? Oh, man, I are we going to do this on the radio? Um, What, you <laughs> sent it to my email? No, I texted it to you. Did you? I did. I'm about to. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. At this point, awesomeness, you've got so many stuff and I'll send you the you link. Take. And what? I don't have it. I'm going to bust it. your stuff right here. You're going to bust me right now. I sent it. I sent it. I will take a screenshot and I will All show right. you. Okay. So no worries. I'll I don't have it. it. I swear I don't have it. Okay. Okay. I hear you. Calm down. It's all good. We still have next week to go over fearful avoidant attachment. Although today is about dismissive avoidance. So we'll talk about it. You still have one week to get the quiz done. So I'll let you off the hook since it might've been my fault, but I did send it. I will show you. I will show you proof. It this might be my dismissal avoidance. <laughs> this is how your dismissive avoidance shows up. Yeah. You just don't take the quizzes. I said, yeah. all right. What's well, a good thing. You are my BFF. And my co-host and producer, or else you might be in trouble, but it'll be all right. Thank you. So anyways, we are still talking about the concept of uh, attachment styles. Specifically this week, my, my blog focuses on the concept of dismissive avoidant attachment. And so as that we have for the last few weeks, thought we would dig into this one a little bit more and maybe think about how it could show up in relationships. Now, I have to give the disclaimer like I've given for the last few weeks that you're not broken. Nothing is wrong with you, no matter how you show up. The importance is to just bring awareness, to have a concept of how you're showing up so that it gets easier to manage things as you go through life. That's the whole goal of this whole thing. But I feel like it needs to be said a few times because I think there are some people that take it personally or start to feel like, really overwhelmed by the fact that they may show up in a way that they don't feel like serves their greater good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do it. Nobody wants to see that, oh, I'm the negative end of this spectrum, you know, and that, that doesn't make you feel good, you know? I hear you, which is why I try to reframe it. Like, it's not negative. It's not bad. It's not broken or needs to be fixed. We just want to bring awareness and management. That's the whole goal. So I know I can get chatty, but I've gotten better. The last few weeks, I think we've kept it right around the 15-minute mark. I'm kind of proud of us, considering when we started, we were at like the 30 to 40-minute mark. So yay. Okay, so when we talk about the dismissive avoidant attachment, and for anybody listening, if you have not taken the quiz yet, you can go to Personal Development School Attachment Quiz. Google that. You'll find it. There's also a link in the description of the podcast, as well as all over my website and on my YouTube channel. So you should be able to find the quiz if you want to take it. If you show up primarily with a dismissive avoidant attachment style, it's going to mean a couple of things. The biggest piece is that it's likely going to mean that you're keeping people at a certain arm's length. You're not necessarily letting them in just 
very freely, we should say. For some people with a dismissive avoidant attachment, they do have kind of a positive view of self. So they know they have worth and value, but if they have gone through things in the past where maybe they didn't feel like they were being treated fairly, or maybe they didn't feel like, you know, their boundaries were being respected or something like that, it could set up a bit of a dismissive avoidant attachment style. So another thing that goes along with this is that some people may fear commitment or they may want commitment, but because they've been burned before, they start to sort of wall themselves off from others. Yeah, that old saying, burn me once, shame on you, burn me twice, shame on me, whatever George W. Bush said that one time. <laughs> I love that, man. Him and his little, his little ways of saying things was fun. Yeah, whatever that was. It's that whole idea of the way that we show up um, really does give us a roadmap to follow, to understand ourselves better. And one of the things with the dismissive avoidant attachment is that a lot of people with this style may say, I really want my own space. I want my own freedom. I, you know, am comfortable not having a close relationship. Maybe I want to feel very self-sufficient and independent. Maybe I don't want to depend on anyone for anything. Because if I depend on someone for something, it may actually end up hurting me in the long run because that may not feel very safe. You know, I talk a lot about these concepts of vulnerability and, you know, actually connecting with people in a deep emotional way. And that doesn't always feel comfortable, especially, especially if someone has been burned in the past, because it's like there is no guarantee when you connect with someone in a relationship you don't have a guarantee that they're going to show up authentically, that they're going to be honest with you, that they're going to give you, you know, the truth of who they are. And so you could be opening yourself up for a certain amount of risk and exposure. And that can be scary. Very scary. Yeah, absolutely. Like my brother used to always say, when you first start dating someone for like the first six months, you're not dating that person. You're dating their publicist. <laughs> You know, I get that. I do. And so a lot of the comments that have come in actually on my TikTok platform, I've done a series of videos on this and, you know, it only gives you 60 seconds to really get your point across. And there's clearly more than 60 seconds of info that I want to share. And I think there were some people that were like, well, what's wrong with that? Can't I have that boundary? And absolutely, if it's not causing you problems, then there's probably no reason to change anything. The way this shows up a lot is, you know, we talk about how the styles overlap. So if we have someone with one of the avoidant attachment styles connecting with someone that let's say has the anxious preoccupied style, which is what we talked about last week, that can set up a dynamic where if we're not aware of what's going on, one person can seem really shut down while the other person can seem very needy. And that might spin itself out into a sort of not great situation. You know what I mean? It's like it could definitely show up in a way where it just doesn't seem ideal. And that's what we're trying to avoid. So my whole reason for bringing awareness to this whole thing is so you kind of have a roadmap to follow and you don't feel like you're walking into traps or emotional pitfalls that you didn't see coming. Yeah, you know, like I started with this mindset and it may not be the most healthiest of mindsets, but I started okay. a while back thinking, all right, there's a strong possibility I may be alone forever. 
like, mm-hmm. you know, family members before me. You told me, me that. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of, I didn't like start preparing myself for that journey, but I just kept that in mind. Like, this is a possibility. And I just somehow along the way became happy with just me and just being me with me. And it's good. I don't know. And now that I've entered into some, my relationships, both romantic business and friendship since then have definitely improved since I've, mm-hmm. you know, inadvertently found myself down this road, I guess. It makes sense to me that you would have had to develop a strong sense of self, especially if there was any part of you that really felt like you were going to be alone, or maybe you were choosing to be alone. It doesn't really matter. It's that idea that the relationship you have with yourself needs to be at a healthy level. You know, you need to like yourself. And that is a process that I feel like my journey as a therapist, my journey as a coach, that is really at the forefront of all of those things. Because if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, or at least know how you're showing up, it is going to be harder to connect with someone because you're going to struggle to really explain to them who you are and how you show up. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Makes, makes perfect sense. And it, it, like I said, it helped all of my relationships, you know, not just my romantic ones. Absolutely. And I think, too, you know, even kind of what we were talking about last week, that there used to be a part of you that did identify yourself as broken or that something was wrong with you. And that I've actually used that with a client this week because it was important to kind of show that it's possible to feel a certain way without attributing it to your entire identity as a person. And I think that's part of the importance, you know, is being able to say, I might feel a certain way at times. I don't maybe feel as together or as connected with myself as I would like to, but that doesn't mean that I'm broken or that something's wrong with me. And maybe that's a journey that you've been on. Like you said, now that you have gotten into a relationship, you do feel like you're able to give voice to things in a way that maybe you couldn't have previously. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, I guess it's because I, I found myself. I don't know, but it definitely. You yeah. And, yeah. You know, I and just I, feel like I didn't mean to rub you, but I feel like, like I said last week, that my behavior is just different. And mm-hmm. it just took me a minute to accept that and also recognize that my behavior had changed. But I think my behavior changed for a positive, not a negative, you know. Yeah, I would say that anything that can give you greater self-awareness is going to help enhance not only the relationship with self, but the relationship that you have with other people. And so that's the reason it's important also to not be so at odds with yourself, because if you're constantly beating yourself up, it is going to make you feel kind of off or like you have a more negative view of yourself all the time. And that may not serve your greater good or a relationship in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, they just got to take it day by day, they say. But it really, when when you can just learn to just accept those things that sometimes you do change and that's not always a bad thing, you know. Absolutely. You know, embracing the change, embracing who we are and allowing ourselves room to grow and develop, which is the reason I am addressing in in such a variety of ways the attachment styles, because I really want people to understand them. So anyways, you know, I can get very chatty, but I'm trying to keep us like on task a little bit. So that being said, if people do want to follow along with you and your hilariousness in comedy land, how can they do that? I am on the Instagrams at R Cash Comedy. Thank you very much. (laughs) 
Thank you very much. Okay. If you want to follow along with everything I've got going on, go to my website, lindsaywalden.com. There you can find past episodes of the podcast, all of the blogs that I have written, as well as info about how you can connect with the personality development quiz, all of those things, right? On social media, you can find me on Facebook at Lindsay Walden Consulting or at Lindsay Walden Therapy. On Instagram, it's at This Is Lindsay Walden. On Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. And on TikTok, it's at This Is Lindsay Walden. I do hope everyone out there continues living your best life. And until next week, make it a good one. We'll be back next week with more.